Last time... The three musketeers go to a rescue mission. They rescue Ian and the other musketeers from a castle surrounded by gnolls. After repelling attacks at the castle walls, Dave helps Blondie do some battlefield medicine and reattaches Ian's leg. Bibi then devised a plan to get everyone past the thousands of gnolls. It only required her turning into a giant eagle and everyone else riding in Galaxy's unicorn butt backpack. Knock, knock. Who's there? Yeah. Yahoo! Do I hear a cowboy? Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters! Welcome everyone to a very full episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters. I'm Kurt Daddy, the Dungeon Master, and we've got a couple of new faces at the table today. What? But starting out to my left, we have Sam and I play Mimi, the everyone's favorite Druid elf. And to my left is my sidekick, not a sidekick, kick, Galaxy, and well. Yes, and my name is Birdie, and I love corgis. And to my left, we have oh, Beth of Stormwind, of course. <laughs> so yeah. My name is Christopher, and I'm a sad dwarf. A sad <laughs> dwarf? Why? Why is your dwarf sad? Because he doesn't have any lollipops. Yep. Oh. Why don't you do what Birdie does and just write it into your inventory? <laughs> then you have lollipops. And Christopher, who do we have to your left? I am everyone's favorite sidekick sidekick. <laughs> Dave, i.e. surfer dude. Surfer boy. 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 <laughs> Michael, thanks for joining us and for bringing along additional sidekicks. <laughs> yes. This is my, the sidekick sidekick sidekick. And then and the sidekick 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 sidekick. So, so obviously we're we're trying something new today. We're, we've got a couple of additional faces around. Um, wanted to do this because we wanted to bring some new people in, new faces, young players to try out Dungeons and Dragons. And you have never played this before, right? She's seen it. She's seen it. Okay, so some exposure because her dad is super duper cool to have it exposed her to this sort of thing. So, but uh, yeah, bringing in some new faces and new players to introduce the Dungeons and Dragons to coincide with the contest that we're currently running right now. So check it out on our social media. But to enter into the contest, you just need to like or follow us on social media and use the hashtag DDDaughtersPodcast. And when you do, you get automatically entered in to win either 5th edition Player's Handbook, the, the Monster, Monster Manual, Manual, or the Dungeon Master's Guide. The winner gets to choose which book that they would, would like to receive. And we're going to be doing running this contest until the end of May of 2019. And after that, we will we will pick the winner. Only one entry per, per person. If you spam it, use the hashtag multiple times. We appreciate the extra promotion. But only one entry per person. <clears throat> so my apologies in advance. My voice is sounding a little rough today. Um, so it's starting to go out on me. But Same. Uh, we'll, we will make do and we will keep moving ahead. So... Should we play Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right. So no, we are no, going no. to we are going to pick up right where we left off after the last adventure. The musketeers had gotten rescued from the castle that they were stranded in. Except the ones with the red shirts. Except for the ones with the red shirts <laughs> that died trying to get out of the castle. So there's not that many musketeers that, that are left, but uh, Lily and Christopher are going to be playing a couple of musketeers in the group. And another musketeer that is in the group, his name is Ian, and he is a commander of the musketeers. He's, uh, he's a human, a little bit of an older, grizzled soldier. Is he a grandpa? He is not a grandpa. He is not a grandpa. He should be. But he, he talks with a little bit of a southern twang in his voice. Hi, so feel free to, to use character voices if you feel feel so inclined, but you don't have to. You I don't have to. My, I just use my normal voice. And that is perfectly fine. Hi, Grandpa! It's what, whatever level of role-playing that you want to want to go with today. 
as long as it's not something that's too screechy or high pitched that will hurt all of our ears tremendously. So the musketeers had gotten rescued out of this castle that was surrounded by thousands of vicious, deadly hyena men called gnolls. And these are these are not people. These are monsters. They're not grandpas. They're, they're not grandpas either. They're not grandmas. They're, and they're not grandmas. They're not uncles. They're not aunts. They're not mothers or fathers. These they're not are. Babies. They're, they're not babies. They're not babies. That is for sure they are not babies. They're a cat! No, if anything, they're hyenas. Is one of them named Jeremy? Sure. <laughs> you can, we can name them whatever you want, I suppose. You got out of this castle, outside of this town, but there was one thing that got left behind. The musketeers have a jet, a jet airplane that they've figured out how to combine with magic to fly it. So it's, and it can do vertical takeoffs and landings, just like, you know, Quinjets from, from the Avengers. It's a, probably a very good representation of what what this jet looks like. But it's the only one of its kind that the musketeers have access to. So once they got all the people out and rescued, now you need to figure out how do you get back in and how do you get the jet out. And you have to, like, get a crystal to make it work again. Yep, that's right. So there is a magical crystal that the gnolls had stolen and it's somewhere in the massing teams of gnolls outside of the castle and in this town there was one big gnoll like the boss gnoll that had taken this crystal but you don't know where he is he's somewhere within the thousands of other gnolls inside this town and again these are monsters these are bad creatures there used to be people living in this town but these gnolls came in and chased them all away or potentially even killed them and they've just taken over everything now i feel like a gnoll might have ate one of the crystals like they ate ian's leg that's true okay (laughs) there there was an interesting detail from from last time is that ian uh had his leg chewed off by one of the by one of the gnolls but there's one of the great things about uh fantasy and science fiction is that no one ever really dies or gets hurt because of you know magic and (laughs) fiction so Dave was actually able to put his leg back on and heal him, so he's just fine. Huzzah. Um, my mom and dad died, and you're telling me that <laughs> nobody dies? Well, there, there's a chance that they could come back. No, you said they're my dead. Dave. No one, no one is ever truly dead in these games. That's just it's there's there's always a way to to write them back into the story. They just have zero hit points. So, you are going to be playing some additional musketeers that are in the group. And so you're going to be helping out the three musketeers, Mimi, Galaxy, and Dave. They are known as the three musketeers, and they are the most famous musketeers in your organization because they were the ones that defeated Eltor, the black dragon. So, but now all of your jobs are to get back into that castle somehow, get through this village populated with all of these deadly, vicious, snarling gnolls, find the crystal, put it back in the jet, and then fly the jet back to your home base, which is called Mount Olympus. So there's the five of you. There is also a there's also Ian, who is the commander of the Musketeers, who had his leg chewed off in the last episode. And then there is um, also another musketeer. His name is Blondie. And he is a, he's a little gnome. But Blondie is very important with this because he was the one that actually figured out how to get the magic crystal to power the jet. So you probably need him at the jet with the crystal to put it back together. Also, he uh, got the leg out of... Uh, <laughs> That's true. He, he did manage to to pull the leg out of the knoll and so that Dave could reattach it to, <laughs> to Ian. So, so, that is, so that is where where we are at. And uh, so we've got... Are Mimi. we there or are no, yep, we You there? are right there. You are, on the outs- you are in the forest on the outskirts of this town. Are but we there yet? Yes, you you are there. You're there right now. So we've got we've got Mimi, the elf druid, we've got Galaxy, the the elf wizard, then we have Betha, the human hunter, then we've got Vince, the dwarven fighter, and we've got Dave, the halfling cleric. Hi. Who just charges? What what is I'm sorry, what does Vince do? He just charges? Yeah. Okay. Just like that. 
So are you gonna do a are you gonna do a gruff a gruff character voice? Are you gonna do a Scottish accent for this dwarf no, that you're playing? No, no Scottish accent. No, okay, you don't have to do a character voice. No, too much to. Scottish. Too too much Scottish. <laughs> too much. Too much. Voice. All right. So Yo, there's there's no there, I, there are rules to this game, but you two get to do whatever you want, and so you get to ask questions, and I will tell you what you see, what you observe, and if you want to do something, that's where we roll the dice to determine how well that you do it, and so you've got skills and other abilities that are on your character sheet that help you do specific things. Can you do Greg's voice? This is Greg's voice. He's the he's the teenager that runs the gift shop at Mount Olympus. <laughs> that that has little crush on Galaxy. Yeah, I I like Galaxy a lot, <laughs> but I feel a little weird about that after she took all those dead dog parts from my pet store. It's a little it's a little morbid. As do we all. <laughs> we all feel the same way. Should we do it? We should do a recap episode sometime, and I'll be—I'll interview you in as Greg in character. I think that'd be. Oh, you would hate that. So those are the players. You are outside this little town. It's a little river town. The castle sits almost directly in the middle of the town, and there's roughly fifteen hundred knolls on the north side and fifteen hundred knolls on the south side. And you are on the north side, but further outside of town. You are in the surrounding forest. So the gnolls can't see you where you're at, but you can look out on this relatively flat little village and you can see them milling about on the outside and you can see there's movement on the inside and you can see the castle off in the distance. But it's roughly about two miles to the castle from where you're at right now. So you've got two miles of ground that you need to cover and it's 1,500 gnolls that stand in between you and that castle. So again... You need to find the crystal. Then you need to get that crystal and Blondie to the jet. And then someone needs to fly that jet out of there back to Mount Olympus. Well, it's good that we have two more people. So I can that is true. That is true. It is good that we have more people because this is, this could be tough. This could be tough. I put my cloak and my helmet on. Okay. Because I feel like we might need what right. does my cloak do again? I, do, I don't know. Did you write it down? Oh, was this the cloak that you stole um, from Zelane? Yeah. The giant? Oh, okay. Um, we're going to have to take that offline because uh, you would have had to have done a little bit of investigation on that to figure out what are the magic of what the magical properties of that cloak were. So we're going to have to do that another time. So next time we're in Mount Olympus. It just keeps me warm. Yeah, it just keeps. It's a very nice cloak. And you think it's magical, but you're not quite sure what it does. And then I realize it's bunny fur. It's, <laughs> I realize it's bunny fur. So, girls and boys, what would you like to do? I walk in. Since I have a helmet and a, my cloak on, they're not going to be able to tell. Hmm, so it just looks like... Maybe we should talk about some of the abilities that you have or some of the options that you have of what you can do. So, Dave... It's primarily a healer. So if any of you get into a bad scrape, you get injured, or even if you get killed, Dave has the ability to bring you back to life with the magic that he has. But he also has some offensive abilities as well. He's got a magical mace that he can use to, to hit creatures with. He's got, he's got muskets as well. He's also got some offensive spells that he can shoot out and, and attack the gnolls. Vince, the dwarf, the dwarf fighter. You have a lot of hit points because you're a fighter. But your, your main things are to charge in and hit them as hard and as much as you can. But you do have some extra abilities that go along with that. You do have the ability to make extra attacks uh, when you want to. And you also have the ability to heal yourself for some hit points. But those abilities you can only do uh, once per day. So they're, they're, they're expendable things. But you get to choose if you get into a tough spot you can choose to burn those and give yourself a boost of, of extra life and extra attacks if you wanted to. Betha, you are a ranger. So you are primarily a fighter as well, but you do have some other spells that are available to you to aid with, with your attacking. So you have abilities very similar to Vince's to help you in, in fighting and attacking, but they are, they are a little bit different. Galaxy has a huge stack of spells that she can choose from. Did you pick out your spells, by the way? 
It's like the exact same ones. Okay, where's the other stack of spells? Give those to me. <laughs> you don't trust her? I don't trust her. Give, give, me, give me the rest of the spells, thank you. Here's my spells. I don't want them. No, well, no you, you get to keep all those. It's, it's, one of the, it's one of the aspects of a wizard is that they get access to a lot of spells, but only a certain number in a given day. So she has to pick them out beforehand and the rest get put off to the side. So she's got a lot of spells that are in there. She's got spells that can make her invisible, other people invisible. She can fly. She could shoot fireballs. She could shoot lightning. Um, she also has a undead Franken-Corgistein. And I also have a corner staff I've never used. Yeah, because you just like to punch things instead with your fists. <laughs> well, yeah, a, a wizard that likes to punch people in the face. It's... Yeah, I, I killed a zombie before. You did. Bit. You did. You killed You're that like, zombie. Chop! And then we have Mimi, who is a druid. She's got a lot of magical abilities as well, but her big thing is that she can turn into animals. So she can even turn into animals that swim, and she can turn into animals that, that fly. So they have a lot of magical abilities that are available there. Those are some of the things that you, that you can do. Uh, you can look around. You could try and sneak into the village. Um, you could just straight up try and attack the gnolls that may be nearby. The The world is your oyster. It is whatever it is that you would like to like to do. I step in. I'd like to f- actually try to figure out wh- wh- I, how these gnolls are sensitive. Are they sensitive to sound to or smell? I'm not <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I, but I'm making sure I have a cloak. My cloak and helmet are um, covering my face. So, so Dave, why don't, why don't you roll a uh, let's have you roll an arcana check for me? Wait. So, th- so this is you going through your oh. your halfling brain and trying to trying to remember if there's anything that uh, that you know about gnolls that may may be of help to this. I do have a negative one modifier. <laughs> Dave is not the brightest of characters. <laughs> Rolled a 16, so that's a 15. Is it 15? Okay. That's not bad. That's not bad. Um, Getting my good rolls out of the way. Right. It's always good to burn those right That's up, right. Right away. So with a, with a 15 on your arcana check, um, you know that gnolls, they don't have any magic resistances, so any mundane weapons will, will work against them, but they don't have any particular weaknesses. The one thing that you do know is that they do have dark vision, so that if you try to sneak in under the cover of night, it being daytime or nighttime wouldn't give you an advantage one way or another. Good to know. We'll not be sneaking around at night. I'm going to turn into invisible. <laughs> and, okay, so... And leave us behind... Exactly. Chaotic neutral. <laughs> Sidekick? Why? So Dave wants to take a little bit more of a pragmatic approach. He wants to assess the, the situation, get a little bit more information of what you're going into. Mimi, you just want to go charging into the town. Undercover. And then Galaxy just went invisible. <laughs> Do I have to roll for greater invisibility? Nope, you don't have to roll for that. Should there be a limit of um, how long you can be invisible? There is a limit on that, yes. Yes, so depending on the spell, uh, if she cast greater invisibility on herself, she can only be invisible for one minute. So but 60 it's seconds. greater. Yeah, it's greater invisibility. Do you know what that means? It means that while you're invisible, you can cast other spells and you can attack and do other things and still remain invisible. Or I can do fear. You can already tear. Ah! <laughs> You've got yeah, you've got lots of spells. You've got lots of options, and if no one comes up with any ideas, then um, I can. Ian will probably start to to direct you on what to do. Okay, I'm gonna turn invisible. Magic. <laughs> Magic. That's what I'm gonna do. Okay, so you turned invisible. So now that you're invisible, actually, I'm gonna start with Mimi then because she was the first one that says that she was gonna pull up her cloak and go charging in. So I walk in and. Are you going to sneak at all? Are you being at all sneaky or are you just going right in? Well, I, if I be sneaky, then they'll be suspicious. Okay. Well, we are all then going to have to sneak if you're going to sneak. I'll sneak. You're going to sneak. Okay. So you see Galaxy turn invisible. You see Mimi just start walking carefully into the town. This is me. Betha, what is it that you would like to do? I'm just going to sneak into town with Mimi because I can't turn invisible like her. I, I can't. Nope. Well, Mimi's not invisible either. 
She just put she just put her cloak up over it's her head. That's galaxy all she did. That's yeah, invisible. She just can't yeah, Galaxy is the one that's invisible right now. Yeah, I can't turn invisible like Galaxy. With, I don't have her cloak, so I'm just gonna sneak in with Mimi. Okay, Vince, what are you going to do? You see most of the party starting to walk into town. I'm gonna take her cloak and sneak in. <laughs> <laughs> so you pull off my cloak and I'm gonna rip it back. Okay. Okay. So we need to have uh, we need to have a little bit of a contest between you two. So there's nothing special about her cloak. It's just a regular old cloak. Made on a bunny fur. Okay. Then so. that's not gonna be my turn. Just hit it, everybody. You're just gonna hit everybody. Really? Yeah. You're just gonna charge You're gonna in draw there. Attention. Charge in there in the battle. You're going to draw attention. Well, you don't even know where I am. Well, he is our meat shield, so if he wants to charge in, that would probably give if us you die, the opportunity can I have all your to. All your worldling possessions. Yeah, he could be our distraction. No, if you die, could I have all your special possessions? <laughs> Sorry, not open. You mean when you're when you? Oh, if you die. It sounds like as a group you're going to be sneaking. Wait, in. wait, 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 wait! Actually, I have a better plan. Got this? I'm gonna turn into a bunny, and <laughs> I'm tiny, so they won't suspect a bunny could do anything. Or you can turn into their bait, and you can make a distraction. I think a bunny is bait. Bunny is bait. I'll turn. I turn into a bunny. So okay. Well, so so one other thing, since you're contemplating turning into. An animal and trying to do distraction. One other thing that I can tell you is that not only are these hyena men inside this village, but there are actually hyenas as well that accompany them and wander around in in the village. Probably turn into a hyena. That's what I was gonna say. Really? Same. I'll turn into a hyena, but I really want to turn into a bunny. Yeah, and you always want to turn into a bunny. How about you turn into a hyena what about, slash uh, bunny? Yeah, hyena with bunny ears. Oh, <laughs> I'll be a hyena. So as a hyena, no, I, I would say, that. so here, here's a suggestion. So rather than being a distraction as a, as a hyena, you can keep that form for a number of hours. So a very long time, you could be a hyena. You could very easily sneak into the village and scope it out and try and find the head hyena guy and see where he has the, the magical gem that we need to get back. But what is That's what I'm doing. I vote that. That's what I'm doing. What if? The hyenas are suspicious or whatever. Suspicious? Yes. <laughs> of what she's trying to do, and then they sneak up on her. That's a good point. They could be suspicious. So but they could Mimi not. would have to be very good at playing a hyena. So I she mean, looks exactly like a hyena, but she's got to act like a hyena. I'm an actress. So she's Hello. Have to roll I roll a deception check, I bet. So, I was in the I when I was in fifth grade I was in the school play. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so Mimi, as a, you turn into a hyena and you look just like all the other hyenas, hyenas, but I'm gonna need you to roll a deception or a performance check, whichever one that you think would be better in this What's situation. Deception, I have plus zero, and the performance, I. Have Zero. So. so, so either way, I'll do performance. You'll do performance. Because I was in the, the fifth grade school <laughs> play. Right, that makes more sense. Okay, roll performance. I got a seven. You got a seven. Okay. <laughs> Mimi turns into a hyena immediately, and then she starts hopping in, like she's a bunny. She's used to being a bunny. <laughs> she looks nothing like the other hyenas as they're as they're milling about. She's hopping forward on all fours. As a hyena, but I, very obviously moving like a bunny. She's and she stands out. This is not gonna work. <laughs> and then I stop and stand up. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? No, you don't notice. You think you're performing great. It's like <laughs> I'm a hyena. I'm, I'm a hyena. hyena. I'm a hyena. <laughs> I'm a hyena. <laughs> that's another thing that gives her performance away. Hyena. Is there's this little voice I'm that's coming out of this hyena <laughs> saying, um, "I'm a hyena. I'm a hyena." <laughs> Vince, so, get your swords ready. <laughs> I have a feeling. I have a very bad feeling about this. I'm a and okay. and I got my Beth, can you roll a perception check for me? So you roll a you roll a d twenty, 
and then you look for your perception skill, and you whatever number is in that, you add onto the roll. Ten. Ten total? So, with a ten, you notice that... Well, you obviously notice Mimi as a hopping hyena going into this village. And you notice that there's a knoll. And these are these are big creatures. They're like six and a half to seven feet tall. Snarling. And they've got saliva that drips out of their mouth. Um, and you see one come out of a nearby building. And you see it starting to follow Mimi. And this and this knoll has has a big jagged rusty sword in its hand and a shield in the other. And it starts to follow Mimi. So Betha, what would you like to do? You can you can attack the knoll. You could just continue watching. You could tell the other people in the group, try and give them information. It's like however You can do an alarm. I don't know what that is. Vince get over here. Okay. Okay, I'll go kill that wolf. It's a hyena. I start saying under my breath, I mean no harm to you. All right. So so Betha calls you over, Vince, and you come over to where where Betha is standing, and you look out, and you see the knoll there that's starting to trail behind Mimi. I mean no harm to you. So you've got you've got a rifle too, but you've you've got uh, got a sword. So your primary method of attack is that you could run in and and attack um, in close range. Yeah. Sure, you have an axe. You're a dwarf. Every axe has a, or every dwarf, every dwarf seems to have a battle axe, right? What would you like to do? You're just gonna go charging in and attack this, attack uh, this knoll. I'll borrow her cloak. <laughs> or, no, or, you, or, or maybe you can let Betha take a shot first, and then you run in after. Maybe I let do. the let I'm the guessing. ranged attack go first, and then barrel in there. Maybe. Okay. So, Betha, you pull out your rifle and you bring it up and you get the knoll in your sights. So now you're going to do an attack roll to see how well that you you hit this thing. So, you, so in the middle of your character sheet, you'll see a little section um, with a list of weapons. And the there should be rifle listed at the top yeah. of the box. Musket. musket. I'm sorry. Yep. So it's a musket that you have. Same, same thing as a rifle. So roll a d20, and that and musket has a plus number next to it. So roll a d20, and then add that number to it. Fifteen. Okay, that's that is good enough to hit the knoll. So now you need to roll the damage. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Boom! The rifle goes off, and the knoll goes stumbling as the bullet from your rifle hits him in the in the upper right hand shoulder and he looks back at you and starts and I look and back starts, and I'm like were you stalking me and he starts charging at you and then I stab him and then everybody knows noticed and everybody starts attacking and then it it began war okay so so Vince now you're going to so you could take a shot at him with your rifle as well or you could charge forward and hit him with your your sword or your axe Okay, so uh, we'll call it a great axe that you have, and it will do uh, 1d12 slashing damage. So it would actually be 1d12 plus what your strength modifier is. Normally when, when playing this game, we would have all that filled in beforehand, but because this is it's a brand new character you haven't played before, it's like I'm fine with giving you the equipment and other stuff like that that your dwarven fighter would have. So of course... Your dwarven fire. Of course, Vince would have a big, huge battle axe that he would like to use and run in and, and attack. All right. So you're gonna so you're gonna go charging in with your big battle axe. Are you gonna give out a big battle cry as you swing this thing at this knoll? Yeah. Okay. What does it sound like? Ah! That's a good battle cry. Love it. All right. So now you got to roll attack. You got to see if you hit this thing. Eleven damage. No, eleven. No. <laughs> yeah. Is your attack? So eleven to hit. Okay. Unfortunately, that's not good enough to hit. So you come charging forward, screaming out to, to attack this Null, and you give a big swipe and he's ready for you because because he got hit and he turned around and he was charging, he knew that you were coming at him. So you bring up your battle axe and he dodges to the right I... away from your attack. You do get a second attack. So if you'd like to try again, yeah. you'd like to swing again with that battle axe and see if you hit him this time. Oh, no. No. No? Eight. Okay. So you bring the axe around again on his new position, and this time he brings up his shield and he deflects the, the axe off of it. Now, Betha, 
you do have the ability to do another attack if you wanted to. You could take a, a second shot. It's just now the shot's going to be a little bit harder because now Vince is in between you and this Knoll. So there's, there's a chance that you could accidentally hit Vince. However, Vince is a dwarf. He's only like four foot two. And this Knoll is almost seven feet tall. So you've got like an extra three feet above his head to work with to, to attack this monster. Like how tall I am. Right. So you're going to shoot him again with your rifle uh, or your musket. 19. Very good. Okay, yep, you do hit. Now roll the damage. So that's where you get the, the D12 out again. 11. Wow. Plus okay. Seven? The modifier at the end. Oh, 14. Four, 14 damage. Okay. That is that is more than enough to kill this knoll, to kill this monster. So you fire again. Your bullet shoots right over Vince's head, strikes the knoll in the chest, and it flies backwards on the ground, and its tongue, ah, hangs out of its, it's got crosses over its eyes as it's on the ground. And then I said, you could have killed me! <laughs> I go, High fives! Yay! I go and charge up another one. You're going to charge on another one? Okay. Well, you're, you're still a hyena. Wait, 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 I don't go to charge. I go and try to find the chief Do you, do you want to try? Hyena. So you've realized that your performance as a hyena wasn't the best. So you reassess the situation. Roll another performance check to see if... <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not a bunny. I'm not a bunny. Maybe less bunny this time. Yeah. I did a little bit better. What did you get? Nine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Can I re-roll it? <laughs> do, do you have uh, Do you have an inspiration point you could use? Uh, Maybe I could give you some acting tips. Actually, Dave I, comes over I to will, help you. I will inspire you with words of hyenaness. <laughs> Less bunny, more hyena. Okay, so you, you can you can roll it again. So. There, there is something that you can do. So if someone is trying to do something in the game, you can say, I'm going to help them. And that lets them re-roll it, and they pick the higher of the two numbers. Can I give advantage? No, that's what Dave is doing. So, no, that's what I'm doing. So Dave... I got the same one! <laughs> no more words of inspiration from me. <laughs> Clearly not doing anything. All right, so everyone gets into like a huddle around Mimi. Can someone give me another and and everyone is like trying to give Mimi Bethel, tips Bethel, about how not to be a bunny. Betha, give me a tip. Betha, give me a tip. Give me a tip. Okay, next time. I got a sixteen. Well, okay, what what is the tip? What's the advice that you, that you give her? Next time, don't shout out loud. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I so, never feel like a bunny. Keep it to yourself. Okay, so so Mimi, you quiet. I got a sixteen. You keep it an inner monologue this time. And now I'm a and then, professional. And you, and you stop. You stop hopping. And you start moving your legs like a dog or a hyena normally would. And you start moving forward. Yay! Everyone's like, okay. Yep, she's got it now. She's got it now. There we go. I okay. go and try. I go look and I see a chief with a paper crown. Okay. <laughs> I need you to roll a... So, Galaxy, are you still invisible? I only turned invisible, and then, and then I never had my turn again. Okay, you never had your turn. Okay, <laughs> so we'll say that you went into the town as well. Mimi went in as a hyena that acts like a hyena now. Can you each roll a, a roll an investigation for me? Natural 20! It's bound to happen sometime. So Mimi... Mimi got such a good role on her investigation because she fi she finally got into character. She finally got the hyena right. And so that allowed her to go further into the village and she finds him. She finds the big, bad leader of the gnolls. And you can see that he's got this big gem, this comically sized gem. It's like the, it's like the size of a grapefruit. And it's hanging on a chain around his neck. Anna. I go and say to him, hey, give me the jewel. I will shine it and bring it back in two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you, you are a hyena and you cannot talk. 
That's going to be tough. That's what comes out. I'm guessing that's an okay. Roll a deception check. 19. Wow, okay. So he sort of, he grunts back at you and he pats you on the head. And he's like, good boy. Can I get the jewel? Yeah, he pats you on the head. Good boy. No, you don't get the jewel. Why would he give? Why would he give the jewel to a You're hyena? So I could shine it. He's a hyena. He, he doesn't. He doesn't know isn't that you. Isn't he an hyena? I think at best he would let you lick it, and then he'd wipe it off with some sort of cloak or something. Then I say, Do you want to like jump up on him and try and like grab it with your jaws or something like that? Um, I say, I pay you. I pay you. Twenty coin. You, you again. You can't talk. You're a hyena. <laughs> no, no, I, I pull out twenty. <laughs> I pull out twenty coin and I point to jewel. You, you don't I have hands and you don't have coins. You're a hyena. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's the master? Like, is he a hyena? Well, well, he's a, a humanoid. He's a he's a monster. He's got two legs, two arms, but he's got like a big hyena head on him. And he's covered in fur and he's got claws. So he's the only one who can talk. Yeah. Stupid. All right. Well, Galaxy, what did you get on your perception? Does he trust me now? Investigation. Or I'm sorry, yeah. What did you get on your investigation? A fourteen. You got a fourteen? Okay. Um, so you do notice because you're invisible and you got further into town as well, but you don't have a lot of time. I'd say that you've probably only got like thirty seconds left on your invisibility spell. So you do see, but you know that you can do stuff while you're invisible. <laughs> and you can see that Mimi as a hyena is kind of struggling again on what to do with this this unfamiliar form that she's that she is in. Can I just walk up there and just cuz they can still hear me. I'll say give the jewel to the hyena. <laughs> that is 30 nasty. seconds later. <laughs> it's been 30 seconds. She's not can, invisible. Can, can you can you roll a sneak check for me? Oh no. Wait, stealth. Stealth. Yeah, real stealth. Okay. An actual one. <laughs> Wow. All right, so you you walk up to the hyena leader, to the null leader. Invisible. And you do exactly what you just described. You do in this ghostly voice, Give the jewel to the hyena! Give me advantage. Yes, advantage. I got nothing. Who's, who's going to be able to help you with this? Me. Is Okay, well... One of them could maybe try and distract him so that he doesn't notice you. How about that? I'll go like. So now. Hey, you want some chips? (laughs) (laughs) And salsa. So you're gonna like cup your hands around your mouth and yell out at this hyena lord. Hey, you want some chips? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll give him chips, but then I'll. No, Betha should be powers. I should be giving the chips. Betha should be giving the chips. Arms so I can get it from I someone. Should be okay. the yeah, Betha should be giving the chips out. <laughs> Betha is the, yeah, she always has chips on her. But Salsa, no, on the other hand, not so much, but she always has chips. <laughs> she made me cry okay. one time. Betha, do you want to do the distraction of calling out if they want to have some chips? Yeah, okay. I, yeah. Okay. All right, so it's not and technically a deception then because you do have chips. <laughs> so, um, so, Betha, I would let you choose either deception or performance whichever is better for you in this case performance performance a zero so they're both a zero just roll your d20 yep so just roll a d20 (laughs) what did you get that didn't work four (laughs) (laughs) I'll take some chips (laughs) right right I'll try it alright um galaxy you hear Betha call out. I got chips. It's like, anybody want some chips? And you get distracted by this. And then you're like, what, chips? <laughs> and you look over and you see Betha waving her arms. And then that's when you look back. And that's when the leader of the Knolls, he's staring right at you. Wait, do my visibility wear out? You're, you you're still invisible, but he knows you're right there. Well, you just whispered into his ear, give the... <laughs> Jam to the hyena. <laughs> and then when when Betha called out, anybody wants some chips? You're like, inadvertently, he's like, yeah, I want chips. So he knows you're right there. And he's staring. You're still invisible, but he run. knows you're right there. I just, I just, I just, I just, I just, no, my eyes, my arm just went, 
craziness Randall. Okay, so now the the hyena lord is distracted by galaxy. If you wanted to, I would let you do a sleight of hand, only it's like sleight of mouth because you're a hyena. Wait, I just had it. Pretty should use mage hand. Well, she can't now because the the lord the the, the null lord knows that she's there. You could have been, but you weren't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to slide a hand. So, so you're gonna. So, as the the null leader is distracted by this invisible wizard that's obsessed with chips, <laughs> you in your hyena form is going are going to jump up and grab hold of the jewel and the chain around the hyena lord's neck and try and pull it off of him. Yes. Okay. Eight. <laughs> Do you want to try? Do you want a different die? <laughs> you are rolling a 20-sider, right? <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'll re-roll it. Okay. Four. Oh, my. This is just... No. I'll roll this one. Three. Okay. <laughs> Three. I got... So, so you, you jump up and latch on to the jewel and the chain, but the chain doesn't break. So now you are just hanging off of the hyena's neck. The, the 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 null leader, your little hyena feet are just dangling <laughs> off of the ground right now as you're and just won't let go of the chain. He thinks I'm a little kid, so he'd be like, "Time Whoa. for Plan B." <laughs> right? Is the is there a Plan B? Um, mage plan hand. battle axe. Run away! No. Mage oh, yeah. hand. Then I'm just going like, "Hey, dude, I'm gonna kill you." And then I wore the dice. Oh, and then I wore the dice. Wait, so you're gonna run in and attack him? I got a four. Okay, so <laughs> fours are okay. Okay. So hey, hey, then don't I'm touch. Like, I sneak up and then I do a different. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's not. All right, so you so you ran in with your battle cry. What's your battle cry again? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her that, so that's my fault. A 14 for what? His Sorry. second roll is okay. a 14. So you go in with your first attack, and it, it... Mimi gets in the way, because she's hanging around the neck of this thing in her hyena form, and you and you I go hear? to swing, and he whips Actually, around, and an her hyena body gets kicked up into the air, and what? it throws you off, and you can't quite connect. Second one is an 18 with the modifier. Second one is an 18, and 18 will hit. Sidekick, 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 sidekick. Ten damage. Ten damage. Ten damage, okay. Ten damage. That's pretty good. So your your battle axe comes up and strikes into the into the chest of this this big knoll chieftain. And And I slice his chest off and then I hit his heart and then we can see his heart. It's got dark quick. (laughs) (laughs) No, but let's um, roll a roll a twenty sider again. And if you get, you want to, oh yeah, roll the big one, roll the big one. If you get eleven or higher, then you actually broke the chain, and that would cause Mimi to drop to the ground with the jewel in her mouth. Do it, do it. Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay, so your axe comes up and it it bites into the knoll's chest, but it cuts right through the chain, and Mimi actually goes flying off into the distance with because with the jewel in my hand, with the jewel in your mouth. Because, you know, the knoll was, like, whipping around to defend itself, which caused you to go flying up. But just then, that's when the chain broke, and you go flying off in, in the yeah! opposite direction. And it broke it out the window, and then and then crashed into a pile of hyenas. I'm still here with the chips. <laughs> no, no. So, it's, no. there's there's not that many uh, hyenas or other gnolls that are around, but you have been causing a lot of noise with this attacking on the chieftain. So this is going to draw attention. So eventually, more gnolls and more hyenas are going to come investigate what's going on. Mimi has the jewel in her mouth right now. She's still she's still a hyena. You are actively fighting the gnoll leader at the moment. And Mimi, or I'm sorry, Galaxy, is still invisible and craving chips. So now you have the jewel. Now the next thing that you're supposed to do is that somehow you need to make it the mile and a half or two miles. I'll say that you got into the village a little ways, so I'll shorten the distance a bit. You still need to make it another mile to the castle to put that jewel inside the jet. Run! I have a plan. Everybody get in Galaxy's bag. I will turn into an eagle and the galaxy would fly on me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, you remember that um, Galaxy can fly as well. No. Um, so Galaxy has this thing called a bag of holding. That it's in my unicorn butt backpack. And her unicorn, her unicorn butt backpack was turned into a bag of holding. It's a long story. We're not going to get into it. So, but she has a backpack. It's a magical backpack that can hold a lot of stuff in it, and it, has and it can butt fit actually a small group of people in it. It's that big inside. It's bigger on the inside. But the problem with it is that it's only got 10 minutes of air. So if, she, if you go in and she doesn't let you out, you will suffocate inside this bag. So it's a huge amount of trust that you'd be putting in Galaxy in it. But the question I have is, why would she want to put everyone inside her bag of holding? So then Galaxy can fly and then we can get to the castle, eat fast and ex with no one fall, like with no one like, really gonna hit us or anything. Okay. It would just, it'd be all like really easy to get there and then we can put the jewel in the jet and get it home safely. Okay, so to put the jewel in the jet, Blondie needs to be there. Um, Blondie also knows how to fly the jet as well. So if you could get the jewel and Blondie to that jet, that's I, like I the minimum. That's like the minimum that you need to do. My point is that you wouldn't have to get everyone there at the same time. But we want everybody to be safe. What were you, what were you gonna say, Bert? Well, I feel like that the people that rode in my backpack the last time should be rewarded to be on on Mimi's back. No, it would be a lot easier if it was just you flying. Well, let, let's throw it out to, to some of the other musketeers that are with you. So, well, who, who would like to? Beth or Vince, do you, do you have any ideas on what, on what you could try? Because you, you have to get Did this jewel. Have power of teleport. I have dimension door. She does have dimension door. Yes, we, we could all go it. Oh, but this is what it says. You teleport yourself, but you'll have to be in my backpack then. With a stinky corgi. Okay. So she can't, so Galaxy can't transport everyone unless they climb into her. I'm a little claustrophobic. <laughs> into her backpack. <laughs> I don't like closed spaces. Dave, toughen up. I don't know if I can do this. Sidekick, sidekick. I don't like small spaces. Have a chip. Okay, so how many people would be going in, in your backpack then if you're going to be using this spell? So it'd be one, two, three, four. It'd be five people. I think that's what we said is actually the limit. Wait, is but that including Boom? That does not include Boom. So Boom would have to come out of the bag to make room for everyone else. No, I would carry him. And I would, I would suggest that you would have to roll a persuasion check to get me to get in there and I would have no. to roll resistance because I don't like the idea <laughs> no. of being in a bag. No, I like this. I like this. So, uh, Galaxy, you gotta you gotta you gotta persuade Dave. So we're gonna do a little bit of a contest. Um, I want you each to make a persuasion check. And whoever gets the higher so but you got you each got a modifier for for persuasion. So whoever gets the higher of these two rolls is is the winner. <laughs> the big one. <laughs> let's see. Let's see this of battle of wills here. I oh got, my gosh! What did, I got a seventeen. Roll. Uh, what did you get? An insignificant number. Oh yeah. It's All right. Two. I've been what, persuaded. What, 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 I got, you got an actual one. I got six. 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 Six versus twenty-one. Okay. Yeah. Galaxy makes some really good points okay, of. And she also points out to you how she just used this same technique on a whole group of people. And that allowed us to get out of the castle and without a problem. They it. wasn't the most comfortable ride, but they were all safe. And we're just simply going to do that again. And no, except they're not flying. We're just going through a portal. Right, so it'll be it'll be seconds instead of minutes. So it's even better than there where it was before. There will be chips, right? So you you would have to convince Ian to get back into the bag as no, well. I'll, I'll say it's because only he a few was. Seconds. Yeah, because remember last time that he was one of the people that were in it, and he got out, and he came out gasping for air because they almost used up the full ten minutes. It's and he said, "Never again." <laughs> it's just gonna be for a few seconds. Like okay. Two seconds. Okay. So then, but you're gonna be holding boom. Okay. Can I need you to roll a strength check because boom's a he's a heavy dog. So just uh, roll a twenty sider and add your strength modifier to it. Any day now. 
A seven? No, okay. you can hold like Dave or Corgi. Blondie. <clears throat> okay. So she's gonna hold. No, I can't. Okay, so you pick up. All right, so you you pull Boom out yeah. of your unicorn butt backpack, and he and he Get jumps down. He jumps down on the ground, and you hold the bag out for everybody else to jump into. Woohoo! And Ian, he's like, all right. Only a few but seconds. This is, this is the last time I'm doing this. And then next and he, adventure, he, he dives doesn't. in and he sort of shrinks down to get into the small opening of the backpack. And he was, it's like we're it's flushing like a, down. It's like a sucking sound. He's like, no, and he goes into the backpack. No, we're flushing down a toilet. It's, it's a flushing <laughs> sound. <laughs> and we're spinning around, slowly going down. So, Mimi, do you jump in? I cannonball. Okay, you cannonball into the backpack. <laughs> Betha, how about you? Do you jump into the backpack? Um, sure. Yeah. Do you, okay. Do you cannonball it too? Do you dive in? Do you do a cartwheel into it or anything special? Somersault. <laughs> somersault? Okay. You do a somersault in the backpack. All right. Vince, how about you? Belly flop. Belly flop. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, you're the last one. Tippy toe in... Like getting into cold water. I don't like this. I don't Do like this. Do you like this. close your eyes and like plug I your nose? I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like Eyes <laughs> shut. Nose plugged. All right. Everyone jumps into uh, Galaxy's unicorn butt backpack. And you get inside and it's it's dark. Um, but it's like 72 degrees. There's no breeze or anything like that. And it's not uncomfortable, but it is... It, the air is very, very stale. Who died out. in here? <laughs> uh, boom. Yeah, the, yeah, there is an undead corgi that lives inside this thing. So, Galaxy, because... So, everyone's in your backpack now, except for Boom. So, you go to pick Boom up. And me. And you. So, you go to pick Boom up. And you've got him in, like, your one arm. And he's, he's very heavy. And just as you cast the spell and... The door opens up in front of you, and you start to step through it, but you lose your grip on, on Boom, and he drops to the ground. And you pass through the dimension door, and you appear inside the courtyard of the castle. Boom is still on the outside. Boom, Boom, come here, come here, come here. Boom, okay, boom. so you, you yell out, Boom, come! Boom, come this instant! Okay. Boom does not come. So you're standing there with your unicorn butt backpack with everybody inside of it. So then you yell, boom, come here this instant. So what's the next thing that you do? I go over him and I grab him. <laughs> no, I drop the backpack and I grab him. No, no. Pull so he's out. he's outside the castle walls right now. So you would have to, so he's a ways away. So you would have to run up the stairs into the parapets and you look out and you see boom running through all the hyenas and the, and the gnolls that are outside. <laughs> and he's running as fast as his little legs will carry him as he's running through the village. Boom! And the hyenas and the gnolls, they're, they're, they're shooting arrows at him. They're throwing spears at him. Boom! No dessert if you don't come over here! He's running, he's running as fast as he can. What do you do now? Get us out! So I just yell at him. <laughs> if you don't come over here, no dog treats! He's coming as fast as he can, but he's, he's like weaving his way around. All of the creatures and the hyenas and the, and the and the streets and the buildings that are in the way. Get on. And he finally he finally gets. And for the rest of you, that's in in the backpack. A minute goes by, and you haven't been let out yet. It was only supposed to be a couple of seconds that you were in there. Get us out! I quickly um go through the. I just quickly throw the backpack in the dimension door, and I open it up quickly for them. Okay, you open it up. Okay. So they get out, and I run back. So everyone gets left let out of the dimension or outside of the Liar! backpack. You're you blinded by all the light of the day now, but you are now on top of the walls of the castle. You can see the jet down in the courtyard below you. And looking over the wall, you can see, boom, the little undead stitched together corgi running towards the castle. And that's when Galaxy, wait, Dimension Door, what level spell slot is that? This is my first level four spell. How many slots do you have for level four? Can you even cast this again? You have two. So you could cast it with the range on it that you can cast it. Can you only cast it? Five hundred feet. Can you only cast it on yourself, or can you cast it on someone else? It 
teleport yourself? You're on the wall right now. It's the 30-foot drop to get on the other side of the wall. Yes, I'm powerful. You are powerful. So what would you, what would you do to <laughs> overcome that problem? <laughs> you jump, okay. Well, well, hold on. So you jump. Okay. Do you have any rope that we could lower you down? No, I have rope. Did you pick feather fall as a spell? No. No, she did not. Okay. So you just... Give me! Give me! Alright, so if you immediately jump over the side, you're going to take some damage when you hit the ground because it's a 30-foot drop. Uh, you only take seven points of oh, okay. fall damage. So you jump... So all of you get let, let out of the backpack just in time to see Galaxy leap over the wall of the castle and she falls to the ground 30 feet below. And you hit the ground and you twist your ankle a little bit, but you, you manage to roll and you start running towards Boom. And that's when another Noel gets in your way. Get out of my way, Noel! I start snarling at you and he's got a spear he's about ready to throw at you. You know what? You have anger problems. <laughs> so what do you do? Let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you try and do you do you like attack him? Do you try no, and I run just around him? I'm like, what's bothering you? Train him. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is a this is a demonic beast of a creature. There's it's, this thing is fully on intending on hurting you and, and trying to kill you. But if I just can. Grab his hand, but what's hurting you? Okay, well then he's going he's going to attack you. No, no. What's your armor class? It's a 13. It's a 13? Okay. So it, it goes to stab at ice you. Ice cream cake! <laughs> okay, so ice cream cake. So then you're, you yell out ice cream cake, and then your magical shield leaps off of your back and comes out in front of you, and it's just enough to block the spear from, from this knoll. So Boom keeps running towards you, and he's almost to you, but he's just a little ways away. <laughs> So on the wall, is there anything you could take shots Neat. at the at the knoll as well? That's that's in her way. Is that we in range out. of the muskets? Yep, you I are. I think we should uh, take some shots at that knoll. Pew pew. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Betha, roll roll a twenty sider. Let's see if you if you hit this knoll. Ooh, sixteen plus whatever the modifier is next to your musket. Look for a musket. Twenty three. 23, that's a really good hit. Yeah, roll the damage on that. All right. Okay. Seven. Seven, okay. All right. Vince, would you like to take a shot as well? Yeah, sure. Okay. Roll that 20 cider. 16. 16, that'll hit. Roll the damage. I rolled a seven from the six. Okay, so eight. Eight, okay. So, Galaxy. So this knoll goes to attack you, and you bring your shield up. You know, in a panic, and the, the spear bounces off of it, and he snarl and drools coming off of its off of its big razor sharp teeth, and just as it brings its sh its spear back again to strike you, boom, boom, two gunshots ring out from behind you. Boom, spear! What's that? It's boom. Yeah, well, bang, bang. <laughs> How's that? Two shots ring out behind Galaxy. And they strike into this knoll, and they—they they, both the shots look like they do a lot of damage. And and Betha, the knoll is still standing, but it looks like maybe one more good shot would would bring it down and take it out of Galaxy's and Boom's path. You want to take one more shot? Sure. Okay, roll that d20. Twenty-one. Yeah. Another 21. really good shot, then. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Roll the roll the d12 then. Five. Did you get a natural twenty? No. Oh. Five total. Okay. Just enough to bring that last knoll down. All right, another bang rings out, and Betha, your last shot, just as this knoll is about to bring the spear down on, on Galaxy, you manage to drop that knoll, and it hits the ground. And that's when, boom, leaps into your arms, Galaxy. Roll another strength check. The natural one. Okay. <laughs> so... Boom. You pick it. <laughs> Leaps into your arms and then bowls you over onto the ground. And then he and, pees on your face. And he keeps running past you <laughs> towards the castle. And then he pees and on your he, face. He's left you behind. <laughs> Boom! He, he, he stops. <laughs> he turns back around and runs back towards you. you so go. now what do you do? 
Because you, you're now okay. on the outside of the castle wall, surrounded by a bunch of other angry gnolls. I pick him up. I pick him up. No strength chest. No. If you're gonna pick him up, it's another strength check. <laughs> okay. Give me Just don't don't roll a one. I give you advantage. Advantage. So. You, Five. <laughs> Five. Okay. Wait. wait hold then, on. Hold on. So how how do you give her advantage? How are you helping? Um, I also pick Boom up. No, you're you are better. No. <laughs> so Vince yells out from the no, walls. I I tell Do it better. <laughs> and that I will say that gives you enough for advantage. So roll it again. A 19. A 19. Okay, this time Boom leaps into your arms after Vince gives you those encouraging wow. words from wow. the castle. Just wow. You you pick up Boom but your arms are shaking a little bit because he's he's a heavy dog. So now what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> he's, 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 he's big boned. He's husky. He's a pudgy corgi. You have to get back inside the castle. I run, I run. Okay, then you run up to the castle walls. No, no, do the portal thingy. Wow. Mimi, do you have the rope? You do have one more. Yeah, you I, do have one more portal spell that you I cast. I threw down my rope. It's rope. And I just throw the rope. You might want to tie the rope to. So, well. She can she can barely hold Boom in her arms. She's not going to be able to climb the rope Maybe and carry she's Boom. Grab it and we're going to pull the rope. Or we I could, suppose you could always could put Boom in the backpack. Boom and we can oh, yeah. we could hoist Boom up. And the mic, you're not talking to the mic. I left my backpack at the portal. Oh, that's <laughs> right. You left it inside the castle. That's right. You opened it up and then leapt over the wall. Throw it out the backpack. Throw it out the backpack. Let's run on the backpack. I put it in there and then I climb up and here we are. Okay. You throw the back. There we go. So Galaxy gets to the bottom holding Boom. Throw down the backpack! Throw down the backpack! Mimi throws the backpack over the wall and then throws a rope down, but you tie it off. Can you roll a... Uh, I need you to roll a survival check for me. Um, I'm pretty good at survival. Natural one. A natural one. <laughs> All right, so you, you tie the rope off. You throw that rope over the wall. And Mimi gets her backpack on with Boom inside of it. And just as she puts her weight hey, on Galaxy. the rope... Or, I'm sorry, just as Galaxy puts her weight on the rope, the knot that you did at the top comes undone, and you see the rope slide <laughs> over the wall, and Galaxy, you fall to the ground as the rope coils on top of you as it falls. Throw the rope back up! <laughs> <laughs> Here we go! So she throws it up, I tie it real... I quadruple Okay, Galaxy, roll another athletics check to see how well you can throw that rope. Survival. No, this is athletics, because you're throwing. Oh my. Natural one! <laughs> no, it's a seven! It's a seven! This is, this is an episode with the most ones. So, you, it's, have you ever tried throwing a rope? It's really hard to throw a rope, especially if you I just. I give her advantage! Especially if you're just gonna grab like the end of it. Throw and the try rope and throw better! The... Let me throw some inspiration your way. Tie something around the end of the rope and then throw the rope up. Maybe it'll make its way up better. There we go. Throw so there's your inspiration. Puma. You are a wizard. Mei-chan! You're a wizard. I mean, get you don't have right. a spell that will get you over this wall. Mei-chan! I can fly. Get in there. <laughs> I believe I can fly. Use Mei-chan, Birdie, and then bring the rope up. I'll tie no, it better, no, and then you climb up no. and She grabs the rope, flies up, hands it to Mimi, and then goes back down. Yeah. Get it right! <laughs> no, no, no. I flip it. Yeah, Mimi, you get your rope back, but Galaxy flies up the wall with Boom in her, in her backpack. Me, Sam is, is Mimi. <clears throat> All right. So you've got everyone there inside the, inside the castle walls. You've got, you've got the gem. And uh, Blondie is there. He is the, he is the gnome that needs to, needs to fly the jets, and he needs to install the gem. So he goes, he goes running down as fast as his little legs will, will take him, and he gets, inside the, he gets inside the jet, and you can hear him tinkering around in there. Um, but this is when there's this huge wave of gnolls from down below. They started getting together one last time, and they're using each other to climb up the 30-foot wall into the castle. I scream, get away! Uh, okay, you, you, no, use fear, Rudy! Only do it on one creature. How many creatures can you cast that on? Let me look. 
You project a phantasmal image of a creature's worst fears. Each creature in a 30-foot cone must succeed on a wisdom saving throw. So it is actually an area of effect. Birdie, or Galaxy, you can cast out fear, and it affects all of the gnolls in a 30-foot radius. Oh, let's do it. Okay. So what do the gnolls have to roll to try and resist this fear that you're casting down on them? Wisdom saving throw. And what is your spell save, DC? On the top of your spell sheet. 17? Okay. They do not make it. So you cast out, you pull out your magic wand, you cast out this this aura of fear and shoot it down on the big, huge group of gnolls that are climbing up the wall. And they all freeze. All of their eyes go wide and every single one of them shrieks out in terror and runs in the other direction. And one of them shouts, Butterflies! Because that's what they're afraid of? (laughs) So all of these gnolls suddenly see all these butterflies flying towards them over the castle parapets and they all scream and run, run away in the other direction. So then you've got time. You can climb down into the castle courtyard and you can and it looks like Blondie has the gem installed inside the jet and he's getting himself in into the, the cockpit but sit down and, and take off is there anything that you wanted to do before you yeah. take off that's up do you have any avocados <laughs> I have a couple but I saved them for salsa <laughs> <laughs> can I have one one you may have one can I have one? <laughs> Can I have a whole bag? Okay, so so Blondie leans forward. He flips some switches on on the dashboard. He pushes some buttons. He pulls out these big, oversized avi- aviator goggles on his little gnome head. Flips down the shades on them. His pointy ears are sticking out on either side of the straps around that, and you can hear the engines roar to life from from this jet plane. And he says, "Everyone, buckled in." Ready to go. Yes, and we fly away to safety. The jet takes off of the castle courtyard, and you can hear the arrows and the spears ding, 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 ding. off of the, the metal hull of this jet. But it does does no damage to it, and you're able to fly away, and you head back towards your home, back to Mount Olympus. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters is a proud member of the Black Party Podcast Network. Check out our other shows such as the Dungeon Masters Block, the GM Showcase, Geek Wars, and more. You just did your first adventure of Dungeons and Dragons. What uh, What did you think? What What are your What are your reactions to it? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Was there something different that you would have rather have seen done? I liked it. You did. What did you like about it? Everybody was so silly. 